What do you think of when you hear the word community? One of the first images that comes to my mind is that of a small town. I'm kind of nostalgic. I think of my small hometown where I grew up. That was my community. I remember the small town festivals we'd have growing up. I remember the hardware store on the main street where I had my first job and the gas station right across the way where everyone would wave at everyone else because we all just sort of knew each other. I think about the old soda shop. That's right, a soda shop right down the street where my parents went to when they were teenagers. I think about the corner bars, the video stores we used to walk to to rent a family movie on a Friday night. I remember the library and the post office and City Hall. All these places were in this little downtown community. And as much as our world is becoming digital and we shop from our phones and we have our groceries delivered and it seems like the small town community is a thing of the past, and there are plenty of news stories out there about the death of the American small town, there is a version of small town community that seems to be on the rise in some areas. Have you noticed this? I've seen a lot of small town sort of main street communities trying to come back to life. Maybe sometimes it's a hipsterish situation or it's, it's driven by a new microbrewery, but there are examples of these little communities being reborn in nearly every state I visit. Community matters. A sense of place, a sense of hometown matters. These places physically bring people together, but they also keep us connected to the people who, who are from there, or who have a connection there, because of our shared connections to the place itself. Community matters. As we explore different ideas of human connection on this podcast, I want to take you inside one community, one small town, a small town that has been rejuvenated. And I want you to hear from a guy who has been a major part of this community's rejuvenation. Scott Spears is my guest on this episode of the People People podcast. He is a proven community builder. He's a talented and creative entrepreneur, and he's a really fun and engaging guy who I absolutely loved interviewing for this episode. Scott is the founder of Scrumptious, Super Zoom Bang Bang, Sock, Schoolhouse, and So Radish. This episode includes a pretty cool interview about how to become involved in your community and how to be a creator of community. It also includes a little tour of Scott's really cool businesses. Come along with me to Old Town Arvada, Colorado, and meet my guest, Scott Spears. Welcome to the People People Podcast. We're on a mission to spread human connection. Welcome to the People People Podcast. That's what this is called, by the way, Scott. The People People Podcast. Awesome. I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Scott Spears is my guest. Scott is an entrepreneur here in Colorado, has started multiple businesses that are just fascinating. We are literally sitting inside. Will you describe the store that we're sitting in right now? It's a full ice cream and candy store. We make all of our own ice cream. We, uh, we bring in pretty much any candy we can find. We have bottled sodas. It's called Scrumptious. I guess that would have probably been helpful. Yeah, so Scrumptious Ice Cream and Candy. Yeah, we make we make our own candied nuts now. Candied nuts. Yep, scrumptious nuts. You're in the good scrumptious yep. nuts. You're in the nuts business. Exactly. We, yeah. So we do that every once in a while, and put, we sell that to one of our restaurants. And yeah, I don't know what else we do here, but it's just a nostalgic place. You can't be unhappy when you come in here. If you are, there you have some major problems yeah. going on. But yeah, it's pretty awesome. So one of the reasons we're going to talk, listeners of the People People podcast, we're going to talk with Scott about a number of businesses that he has started here in Arvada, Colorado, Old Town, Arvada specifically. We'll talk about that. Uh, but to begin with, it's important that you understand the setting. 
it's it's before opening, so the store hasn't opened yet, so it's kind of quiet in here today. But this is like, a, yeah, an ice cream store, but this is like old-timey candy, all the nostalgic candy from your childhood. You have 100% of it. I, I think there's if all we of can, it here. If we can get it, we have it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it's memories for everyone, too, all different age groups and... We get people that are 90 years old saying they remember when things were a penny and yeah. they're pulling out the Necco wafers. And then we get people that remember squeeze pops from when they were in their, when they were 10 and they're 30 or 40 now. So what's the, is there a most popular candy or one that everybody just <sighs> goes crazy over in, in this place or one that you were excited to put in? Uh, I was excited. Man, that's a hard one. And I have to like look around the store and try to figure it out. Really like Razzles are really fun. Zots, Zots are awesome. Um, Gosh, people love moon pies. People lose actually lose their mind over moon pies. Yeah. Which is weird to me because I didn't grow up in moon pies here, but no. they're amazing. I feel like that's a regional treat. Yeah, moon pies. it's like a Midwestern thing. Yeah, there's some airport that I was at not too long ago that like sold moon pies in their gift shop and everybody takes a moon pie at home. I don't know why. I think it's Tennessee. Oh, I think been. they're from Tennessee. Oh. Yeah. And they have like a ton of, I, I believe their airport has like a, like a t-shirt shop that is just moon pie right. t-shirts. Yeah. yeah, all right, good. So right, good. yeah, those ones make people go crazy. Well, the moon pie segment of the podcast is over now, but we, <laughs> yeah, uh, Scott, you've started multiple businesses here in Old Town Arvada. Will you talk a little bit about uh, this town? Like maybe even before you started Scrumptious, we're sitting in your first business here, as, as I recall. Scrumptious, yep. Yeah. Talk about this town, this, you grew up around here. Talk about Arvada, Old Town Arvada. That sounds cool. Is it? Was it? Always? Uh, it wasn't always. You know, it was a... Uh... The first gold in Colorado was found in Arvada, right in Ralston Creek, uh, before it was found in the mountains. So this was like the town, this was like the first gold town that really started. And over the years, like when I was in high school and then, when was I in high school, the 90s, it was all antique stores. Um, These are all historic buildings. It's on the National Registry of Historic Places um, because of all the different styles of building and architecture down here. So back then, the only reason we ever came down is for the Harvest Festival, which was its 92nd year this year. And they have a carnival and vendors and all kinds of stuff. So that was really the only reason we would come down here. Over time, I think that the trends of living in, I'll say in Colorado, kind of change where people want to be, the phrase is live, work, play. Yeah. So you can walk to your little town. You can go to restaurants. You can go shopping. Like you have your little walkable area. You're not going to places. So the Highlands, in my opinion, was one of the first places that started that. Yeah. Uh, or became really popular for that. And everybody had these areas in Old Town had it and then belmar was built basically to look like old town in my opinion and to have that walkability feel and so it was already here so really i was in real estate when the real estate market was the worst possible time like it was awful and i was looking for some fix and flips and i was sitting at the bank right across the street with my parents and we looked across the street and saw this building for sale and we're like man we wonder how much that building is Turned out it was pretty good price, so we ended up investing in it. And there was already the trend had already started down here of the D Note, which was an old place that had, it's closed, but they were here for a long time. It was a music venue it was down here. Udi's had like their second or third location on the corner, which yep. was their first sit down restaurant, and so it was starting to kind of get cooler and cooler. And so we invested in the building, and honestly didn't know what we were going to do here. And I was doing research. I was going to make it a furniture refinishing place where I was finishing furniture in the back and selling it in the front, kind of that antiques feel. And just didn't really feel right. And my background was restaurants. And so kind of learned how to, or actually, to be honest, I found those candy bins over there on Craigslist. <laughs> and, and I've been talking to people around town. I'm like, what does the area need? What does it need? And people are like, oh, candy store, grocery store, maybe some ice cream. And yeah. I wasn't going to touch groceries. And I found those. I'm like, all right, let's do some research on candy stores. That sounds like fun. 
and really just kind of snowballed from there. And we were like, oh, all these candy stores have ice cream. So I found this guy in town who was the supplier of the ice cream stuff, and he tried to talk me out of not making ice cream. So I said, all right, we'll make some ice cream. And really, that's just kind of what happened. I thought I was going to be just the guy behind the counter and make ice cream sometimes and yeah. just sell candy and just have a nice, like, oh, I don't know, like Mayberry life. Like, yeah. just me, the storekeeper. And it just exploded. And I was making ice cream 100% of the time. One of my best friends came on to run the front of the store. Yeah. And that kind of was what happened here. And at the same time, other parts of Old Town were starting to kind of take off. And new businesses were coming in and, you know, I think Udi's helped to bring some new people down here and just that people saw like, oh, this is, this is what people want. Yeah. And it's, it's, little, it's 13 minutes outside of Denver, so that's a little teeny bit far, but let's try it. And so that's kind of what's been happening. And now I would just say, I mean, skip 10 years forward. It's, it's a pretty hopping place. It and is a pretty hopping place. There's like one vacancy down here right now. Yeah. And I mean, there's turnover all the time, but it's not, not that bad. A light rail just opened up right yeah. across the street. So I just feel like this is a, this town... You know, there's a lot of people who listen to this podcast who may not be from Colorado, and we just drop you just drop some little Colorado mm-hmm. nuggets. But you know, you mentioned Belmar, this little sort of manufactured neighborhood, retail shops connected to apartment living, connected to townhouse living, right in the middle of suburban living, yep. so that people feel like they're in a downtown space, right? This exactly. live work play situation all in one place. And I think uh, as I get to travel around the country, which I'm really lucky to do. I'll bump into these little towns like this every once in a while. And I grew up in a little town like this that was, you know, a few cross streets and a Masonic Lodge and a Moose Lodge and yep. a car dealership and a, not much else, right? Yet some antique stores because the town had become an antique. And you have been a part of reviving this town in such a cool way. Thank you. Scrum, not just Scrumptious. Scrumptious was the, the first move, this yep. candy store slash ice cream shop. But this is one of, I think, I could be wrong about this, five businesses you own here in, in Arvada. We we just talk about, just real quickly, go through all the other businesses that you started yeah. here. Into, and for the listeners to understand, like these are in a like a three-block radius of each other, I yep. think, like all of them are, right? Oh, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. Three-block radius. So we started Scrumptious uh, in 2010. And then 2013, we opened another Scrumptious in a different town that's similar, but that's a different podcast altogether. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2014, while we were opening that one, an opportunity came up to open a restaurant called Schoolhouse. Yeah. Schoolhouse is a big restaurant, seats 300 people. We have one of the biggest whiskey lists in the yeah. world. We have 1,700 and something right now. It's all on a wall. It's awesome. It's, and it is in the original schoolhouse that was built in 1882. It was a one-room so schoolhouse, cool. so we yeah. have a picture of that. So we opened that one, and then... I don't remember my years, but a couple years later, we opened up a store called Sock, and literally it just sells socks. And then like <laughs> four or five months after that, we opened up a toy store called Super Zoom Bang Bang, which is just a just some kind of old school toy store. And then oh, this last May-ish, we opened up a new restaurant called So Radish, which is a primarily vegan restaurant. You can add on meat. We have a land air and see of the day, but everything you order off the menu is vegan and can be gluten-free. So we'd really just try to find things that are missing in town. Yeah. And that's really been my my whole goal is what does an old town have? What does it need? And what will help the whole town to get, I mean, yeah. as a whole. And then like, the toy store is a perfect example. We don't make money at the toy store. Yeah. I mean, we'd keep trying to, but we'd literally, I, I think I lose money every month. Yeah. But the toy store is good for every other business down here. It helps families that come down here. It's, it's just good for the community. It's better than a real estate office. It's better than yeah. 
I mean, just things that don't get people walking and, and, and interacting. And so that's really the only reason we keep that open is because it's good for everyone else. That's so awesome. This seems like a good time to take you on a little walking tour of Scott's other businesses. Let's leave Scrumptious Candy and Ice Cream store for a minute and take a walking tour of four other of Scott's stores that are all within a three-block radius in Old Town, Arvada. Please listen closely to the details in each store. Try to envision these stores. I want you to notice the importance of details to Scott and consider how these details, these little fun items that people can talk about and tell stories about, might be a key part of not only a successful small business, but also a thriving community. Enjoy the tour. little background music here and what's the, what's the name of this place super zoom bang bang after our children actually your children uh our, one of them's named jet so yeah. we call him uh super zoom nice. and the other one's gunner we call him bang bang oh that's awesome yeah. i didn't know there were nicknames like that yeah. super zoom bang bang we're standing in a toy store here in old town arvada is there like certain toys here? Is this like old timey toys or just fun toys? Or how do you, how do you pick the toys that you put in here? They're more harder to find toys. Not a lot of stuff that you can find at Target or things like like big box stores. Yeah. So harder to find toys. We have some that you can get at Target and things like that, but more just just fun, different puzzles and games yeah. and stuff like that. There's stuff in here I've never seen before. Yeah. Some wacky stuff. It's pretty fun. The Batwing Flyer, the Foxtail Sport, the Wobble. Foxtail is so much fun. What you is that? Foxtail? No. Oh man, you go out in a field and you just whip it like whip it around and throw it back and forth and it like flies through the air. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, Foxtail is really fun. All right, cool. They got all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah, this place is great. Just a little toy store, tons of fun stuff. There's kites hanging from the ceiling. Everything you could ever want here Hats, if you're a puppets, kid. Yeah. Hats, puppets. Look at these uh, new Lion King masks. Those are hot. They're awesome. You can, you, your mouth, you can, when you put it on, like you can talk. No way. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God! I think Isn't I figured out my Halloween costume. Yeah. Yes. Oh, the circle the of Cheshire life. Cheshire Cat, who's in there, is oh, the same this way. This is awesome, man. This place has everything. All right, Super Zoom Bang Bang. So this is a new one. <laughs> yeah, this is brand new. This is uh, yeah, it was across the over before. here in February, I think. <laughs> This is so a great little we're spot. We're just adding, like, literally these one up yesterday so we can put more socks up there, up there. Why did you move? Up there. Uh, we bought this building. Oh. And we were renting you were that one. And the landlord and I, I'm, I like him. Yeah. Not as a landlord, though. I understand. Yeah, didn't work out real well. So. This, uh, I feel like this is kitschier. Like, the building is oh, kitschier. Yeah, I mean, this building fits. Here. So our, our dog wall got How's bigger. Going? Oh, it's a bigger dog wall. Bigger oh, my God. Wall. It really is. There are millions of socks in here. Any idea how many socks are in this in this place? How many socks are in here? Honestly, we should. I should figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, this all the way back here. These two rooms. This is what used to be like an old house or whatever, and now every room of this tiny house is filled with socks on every wall, floor to ceiling, everywhere you can touch socks. I'm just gonna name names. We're gonna name socks that we see, just so people, listeners, can get an understanding. There's some long dinosaur socks. There's yeah. Santa socks. One that says, I heard you and I don't care. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Ringmaster of the Shit Show. That sounds about right. That's good. And we got pineapple socks that yeah. seem to be surrounded by 
the rings of Saturn for no particular reason. Astronaut dog socks. Where do you find all these socks? Is there just a, there's a sock guy who <laughs> I makes I almost just gave socks? you the line. So Brandon at the, at the candy store, people are like, where do you get all this candy? And he came up with, oh, mostly garage sales and things like that. <laughs> and I literally say it all the time now. And I think that you'd appreciate the most. Dude. It's your brother-in-law. But, but no, there's just lots of different companies out there. Socks were really hot. I mean, they're still pretty hot. Yeah. They were really hot like three years ago. Yeah. And so everyone was just making socks. Yeah. And you, you could put whatever you wanted on them. I think we have a Donald Trump pair where you can comb his hair. Oh, my God. Of course. And a Bernie Sanders. Yeah, that makes sense. What do we have still? Oh, yeah. There's your... Oh, the Bernie socks. Oh, they come with a, little, a little, comb. little comb. Hey, so you can comb his hair. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That's, that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. <laughs> That uh, they're next to the tiger socks, which are next to the camera socks, which are next to the other political figure socks and the pirate socks, the video game socks, and the giant uh, ape that says "bite me." Like there's, that all makes sense. All of this the, makes the sense. The Christmas socks that just say "balls." Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. And <laughs> uh, you guys like selling socks? Yeah. yeah. yeah what's totally. your What's your favorite sock in the store? Mm. My favorite brand is Good Luck, but I don't have a specific like good luck. favorite pair. I'm yeah, looking at the Good Luck socks right here. Yeah. That's good. There's squirrel ones. There's gator ones. They're, are they comfortable? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, they're totally. comfortable. Yeah. They, yeah. they act to fit are really comfortable. All right. It's good to have a comfortable sock. All right. All right, walking into Schoolhouse, you lead the way. All right. You are the, fun, the best part. Yeah, this is the best part. This honestly, one of the coolest just bar spaces that is around here, I think. Thank you. I think but so. that whiskey wall is legendary. It's What's, pretty awesome. What are the numbers? Is there like, uh, I don't know, how many? Uh, we have 1776 up there right now. So that's what we, the, that old school scoreboard. That's, that's, our, awesome. that's our counter of how many we have. So we're trying to get up to 1882, and that's when we might try to slow down because that was the year this building was built. Oh, okay. I didn't, I was yeah. trying to figure that out. 1776 so yeah, so is pretty good. That's actually too. the 1882. Yeah, 1776 is a great yeah. year. Um, but that's what it was like originally. Are you a whiskey connoisseur? Was this something you were really into before? Or? I like whiskey a lot, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do too. I think that's a fine thing to like. Yeah, I am impressed by this for a thousand reasons. One is because I'm guessing, I mean, A, you have the opportunity to taste literally all of these. Could, yeah. We were, we've calculated sometimes how long it would take to taste through it. It's- <laughs> It's a, lot, it's a lot of drinking. Yeah, like, I, yeah. I don't even want to try to remember the number. I'm like, I can't do that. Is there a but favorite? Yeah, we get to taste a lot. What's your uh, What's your favorite uh, oh, whiskey on the wall? It's really hard question. Sure. I drink Eagle Rare all the time. Eagle Rare, sure. Eagle Rare yeah. is my go-to. That's why I drink before CU games. Kind of my good luck drink. Yeah. But Rowan's Creek is a smaller one up there that I like a lot. Anything that's Laws out of Colorado, Denver. Yes. Yeah. Laws, awesome. Laws is so fantastic. It's so good. I'm noticing other ambiance items around here. We've got periodic table of elements painted onto every one of the, the high top tables in here. And if you actually, if you slide all of them together, it will make the cutout. Are you serious? Yeah, that's why there's like weird little notches in some of them. It's, oh my God. We made it that you can put it that's all together. That's so awesome. I don't think anyone's done it since we opened yeah. but I, but it, was a I fun made idea. it that way yeah. on purpose. Yeah. We got bus seats as benches yep. over here. That's what that is. Old right? gym floors and tables. Gym floors and tables. God, that's awesome. I didn't even notice that. The bleachers are the walls in the other room. Oh, yeah. Gym bleachers. Yeah, bus, absolutely. Bus windows. And schoolhouse, downtown, Old Town, Arvada. Any other any other little kitschy things in here? That, uh, There's that I... so many. I mean, the bar top is made out of over 4,000 number two pencils. Um, 
There's, I mean, it's it's never ending of the, all the cool stuff that's in here. Man, we had a lot of chandeliers out of desks. We had a lot of fun doing this one. Yeah, there are desks. There are old timey desks hanging from the ceiling in here, and that are lit. That is so brilliant. And there's like different. It's really hard to see the messages, and I can't even remember what they are. But uh, on the desks themselves, there's notes that talk about like the guys that built it here and really? different things about schoolhouse. Yeah, no, yeah if, you, if you look like that one, you can see all that handwriting is. I can't remember what they wrote on there, but like <laughs> if you look in the bar, there's certain pencils that says like Scott loves Lisa, and then like all the guys that helped build the place, they yeah. put their own pencil in here. And oh my god, that's so our, awesome! When we had one son at the time, his we put his name on a pencil and put it in there. So. That's like a dream come true. Like, like when you, when I start to think about, oh, I'm going to start this business or whatever, I will fantasize about the weirdest little details like that, right? Like, and that's a lesson that I had to learn is you can, you should, you should focus on details, but to a point. Yeah. And if because at school at Scrumptious, I focus a lot on some details, and we didn't open for like two months because these details that don't mean anything these days. Yeah. Like, and no one notices it. And Nobody so it's not notices a big deal, it. Yeah. So yeah. You have yeah. to be real careful on the details, but there are certain details yeah. that you have to do. Yeah. Uh, it makes for a good story, though, for exactly. sure. Exactly. Oh, I guess this is like my favorite place. All right, uh, so we just walk into So Radish, and we're looking at the wall here. Every, the, I, <laughs> we got. Oh my God, this is awesome. Did Michael J. Fox make you laugh. Yes, Michael J. Fox is the, maybe the one that I like the most out here. That's fantastic. Just for no particular reason. There's a nice mural of Mike, Michael J. Fox on the wall. Right next to, that, is that He-Man? He-Man. That's He-Man. The Incredible Hulk, and then Centipede, and then Prince, uh-huh. Madonna, Mr. T, Macho Man, Farrah Fawcett, and Karate Kid. Yeah, sure. Obviously. Centipede like shows up there a little bit a little bit random. I like that. Yeah, there's a the artist who's amazing. Um, he measured incorrectly. <laughs> and he's like, I, he's like, Scott, I'm so sorry. I have this weird hole right yeah. there, but I have an idea. Yeah. And he did that, I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's Makes absolutely no sense, awesome. That's what it's, yeah, it's awesome about yeah, here. Yeah. It's, I mean, over here we have a narwhal bartender, so it's our narwhal bar wall. Your narwhal bar wall. Yeah, just because it's fun. Here in So Radish, the uh, uh, how many vegan restaurants are around? I mean, is, it, is that so? The... We were the only one, and then these guys across the street opened like two months later. Oh, that's funny. But they do mostly juices and stuff. We're yeah. a full scratch kitchen. Yeah, it's the food is awesome. Even if you're not vegan, the food is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and you don't, like, uh, you said you can add meat to dishes. We have a land, air, and sea of the day that you can add on. I honestly, when I eat here, I don't add it on. Yeah. You can. It's, yeah. And it's really so vegans can, like, bring their family yeah, who right. don't yeah. like going out to eat with them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's actually a big deal, I, especially in Colorado. Yeah. Like, there's a whole lot of people who are vegan, and yeah. they're and then their Midwest family comes to visit them, and they're like, My dad yeah. won't go eat with me, and yeah. it's like, I'm here. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Did you say there's a room in the back? Yeah, come check this out. Yeah. The back is well. Actually, the bathrooms are the the bathrooms are the coolest part. Really? I have this weird thing with bathrooms. The schoolhouse bathrooms are amazing too. But go, yeah. just go walk into there. All close right. the door. I'm gonna walk into the bathroom. Walking into the bathroom. I'm gonna close the door. Oh my god. Oh my god. The bathroom is mirrored walls on all four sides. Sink is like something I've never seen before. Uh, and LED changing color lights. In every corner of the room. This is like something I've never seen. That is fantastic. It's like the coolest thing. That this really wall. is. Oh my God, look so at that. Actually, the same thing that our Christmas lights we were talking about. So if you, it is motion activated, so it kind of follows you. And then it's oh, yeah. switched to show other videos. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, so you get, you get closer to changes. Okay, sure. Graffiti everywhere in this back area. 
And then the laser wall, just like school photos, circa 1989. That's fantastic. That is an absolutely perfect selfie wall. We should probably get one. Image of space. That's our uh, window of the world that we change to different live cameras whenever we can find one that actually works. No way, really? Yeah. So this room has no windows, and we wanted it to make you not feel like you're totally in Las Vegas. So oh, we're like, let's and make what it a like cool a way to do it! Like, let's find live camera, live camera feeds. So you've got space up right now. Yeah, I assume there's like nature ones or like nature watch ones, the aquarium. Thailand comes up a bunch. Yeah. Uh, during Mardi Gras, there's a Bourbon Street one that's really entertaining. Oh, that's awesome! But it looks like you're just looking off off of a balcony. That's so cool! What a smart idea. So I love it. So I know Scott because he grew up with my wife and is really close friends with my brother-in-law, Brandon. Scott is this super kind, fun, lighthearted guy with a giant beard. And at the time of this recording, a mohawk that, when sculpted just right, is probably two feet high off his head. You can hear in his voice the playfulness and the enjoyment that each of these businesses represents in his life. I love that about Scott. He's filling his work, his life, in this community with things that bring him joy, and in turn, he's bringing joy to the people of Arvada. Okay, let's take a short break for a commercial, but as you know, here on the People People Podcast, we don't do commercials. We do uncommercials. We don't do commercials because I'm not just some capitalist pig who fills your ears with my voice so that I can then reach into your wallet and steal your money. No, we do uncommercials because we want you to support the things that represent what this podcast is about that represents social excellence, that represent people coming together to make the world a better place. Listen to this 60-second uncommercial, and please consider supporting this cause. Right after, we'll dive back in to our interview with Scott Spears. I'm Alex Fountain, and I'm lucky enough to work at one of the coolest places on Earth, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Matt Matson and his team of social excellence educators and changemakers have partnered to help support St. Jude for years. I don't know if you know, but they're kind of a big deal. But more importantly, we appreciate each and every one of them for supporting the kids of St. Jude. We also love the listeners of the People People podcast. You all are people striving for human connection to drive great impacts in this world. And that's what we need. We believe in social excellence. We believe in the power of handshakes and relationships to change the world. That's how St. Jude was founded and it's how we thrive. St. Jude Children's Research Hospital is leading the way the world understands, treats, and defeats childhood cancer and other life-threatening diseases. Our purpose is clear, finding cures, saving children. So if you're a people people, join the St. Jude mission by visiting stjude.org. For me, that is like an example of exactly why I wanted to have this conversation. This seems to me, just as an observer, as somebody who's watched you over the years since 2010 when you opened this store, and I thought, Scotty opened an ice cream store? Like, I don't get it. Where? Old Town, Arvada? Like, do people go there? I don't, like, really, I don't get it. I'm sure you had plenty of people in your life who were like, I don't get it. I I mean, I showed up and I bought Mm -hmm. your ice cream and I I bought some candy and I, I wanted to be a supporter, but like, I didn't get it. But you, you've been an important part, maybe a significant part of this town of creating community, of creating a space where people want to come and spend time and walk around. And the toy store for you maybe isn't about making money, it'd be nice if it did, yeah. but, but it, 
it provides this like uh, a reason for people to come come around and bring their kids around. And now kids are walking around looking for toys, holding their toys as they go to dinner with their parents over at schoolhouse and they go to lunch. It's so radish. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, well, we got to get some dessert down at Scrumptious. And like you've you've somehow I don't know if you intentionally engineered. I, I want to know this, but as I don't, it feels like somebody had a vision for this community that was beyond antique stores, that was beyond the nondescript suburban old town that used to be a town that got flooded with suburbs around it and just got sort of muted out in the the life of the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s. And I don't know, this place just transformed to a real community. I mean, today, literally, I park and I notice a bar next door that I, I'd never seen before, like this cool German place mm-hmm. next door. I'm drinking coffee from the coffee shop next door that I'm pretty sure wasn't there before. And they roast the coffee there too. It, yeah, and this yes. a cup of coffee, I asked for a large coffee. They gave me what would otherwise be a medium coffee for $3.62 and good for them. Like yeah. they figured that out. Like, And that's not to mention the, a bunch of other businesses that have filled in. Uh, did you have a bit, did you, no kidding, like, did you see what this could become? Or was this just a candy shop for you? Um, I, I did, but it wasn't just me. I mean, there was people beforehand. Arvada, uh, it's called Aura. Arvada Urban Renewal Authority. <clears throat> They're the ones that really, they go into blighted areas and they pump a bunch of money into it and fix it. They did this, they redid this whole area yeah. 20 years ago, yeah. 25 years ago. And so there's a lot of visionaries then that were, they saw like, hey, this this could be awesome. This could be the gem of Arvada. I mean, that's, we call it the crown jewel of Arvada yeah. because it is like, it's nowhere else. To, I mean, I love Arvada. I'm born and raised in Arvada. There's a lot of wonderful things in Arvada. But there's Old Town is where you go. Yeah. So I saw that. And that, I mean, when we were across the street at the bank, we were looking for properties within two blocks yeah. walking to here. I mean, I went to the University of Colorado in Boulder. You have Pearl Street or you have the hill and you walk everywhere and that's what and I could see that trend again with the Highlands it was happening so yeah I mean I saw this should be an awesome area there's other areas doing it and it's a lot of copying I mean yeah and honestly a lot of our businesses that we come up with we're filling voids but I'm looking at Breckenridge I'm like what's in Breckenridge that's been here a long time yeah there's a sock store that's been up here yeah. right, let's try that I mean it helped that one of my vendors had a had a sock account and she bugged me for a year and then we brought him into scrumptious and sold out of them in two months that's funny like over and over again yeah. it was nuts and that was, a, but I was like, yeah, it's up there. And there's toy stores up there. And like, yeah. So it was really, yeah, I mean, you see it. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I got very involved with all the organizations down here too yeah. that that put on the events and that, I mean, that do everything Talk down about here. That. Did you, did you just, did you join those like Chamber of Commerce type stuff? Is that what so it was called HODA, which is Historical Town Arvada Association, which is a 501c6. Mm-hmm. And they were just the old town area. And that was right when we opened Scrumptious. They were here, they had a director, they were part of, it's a big downtown group that helps these little areas all throughout the country. I, I went to their meetings for about a year and sat back there quietly and listened and just, just to figure out what's going on. Yeah. And then I got on the board and then I started kind of saying, hey, let's, let's get a little bit more progressive. That organization then changed to a business improvement district, mm-hmm. which is now the Old Town Bid. Uh, I'm also on that board. So the Hoda, Hoda still exists, but they don't do as much. It's kind of been passed on to the bid. Yeah. So those are the big ones. That's, that's what a lot of my time is. There's also a design review committee because since it's on the National Registry of Historic Places, yeah. there's a lot of rules of what you can and can't do to your building. So I sit on that board as well. That one is really just about design. Yeah. But that's very important down here. Again, with the Hoda and the bid, when we were th- throwing events, I mean, every business down here wants it to be in front of them. 
you can't do that sometimes. But it was important to me to say, hey, if we're going to throw an event, we, we're not doing it on an alley. Yeah. And we're not doing it somewhere ugly. Like, my, and I say this all the time to everyone. If you're going to send a postcard of Old Town Arvada somewhere, what do you want it to look like? Yeah. Like, you're not going to do it the alley. You want it to be Grandview or Old Wadsworth, where these awesome historic buildings are built between 1880-whatever and 1950 or yeah. there. And so I, I'm like, well, let's do events there. So then that goes back to me sitting on the design review board of we need to make sure these buildings stay intact. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, the bid and the Hoda, we, I mean, I personally with another buddy or two of mine, we started the St. Patrick's Day Festival and then Second Saturdays, it's called, which is like a music festival yep. with beer and stuff. And just, again, copying what other areas are doing and then putting our own little twist on it. But then we do, uh, there's a scarecrow festival once a year where yeah. all the businesses make scarecrows and there's Trick or Treat Street, which is coming up where all the businesses hand out candy and we there's just events all the time. Yeah. And that that's really about community. And, and, and we partner with the city. The city is one of the people that f- does fund a good portion of the organization. Yeah. And they like to see community events. And so, again, Trick or Treat Street, we don't charge anybody for it. Yeah. We, we used to charge $2 a kid just because we had to recoup something. But we, I, we stopped that because I was like, guys, I'm a candy store. Yeah. And I'm like, there's no other event where you're giving away what you sell. Yeah. Except for, like, me. Like, I'm giving away candy. Yeah. Like, and I don't want to charge kids because it's yeah. trick-or-treating. Like, yeah. stop it. So we don't charge anymore, but, I mean, it's a community event. We used to do a Flicks in the Square three times yeah. a month. That was awesome. That I would just bring that, people down. That type of stuff, like those those events, those, they're good for business, first of all. Let's just yeah. name that. They're good for business. But I'm, I'm fascinated by, I think a lot of our listeners uh, and a lot of the people that I talk to, a lot of, a lot of the stuff I talk about is... Okay, so how do you quote unquote change the world? And of course, we don't mean be Gandhi. We mean like how do you how do you transform where you live to be the place that you want it to be? How do you create the culture and community you crave, right? And you just listed like you just gave an instruction manual. Well, I joined this board and I sat in the back for a while and I was real quiet. And then I then I, then I took a leadership position. And then I said, let's try and be more progressive. That like you literally said that, that's what you do, right? And then. Uh, me and some buddies created the St. Patrick's Day thing, and we you know, now we got Trick or Treat Street coming up. All these these are the the indicators of the kind of community that you wanted to live in, and that you wanted to to provide for people. And it's good for business, right? Um, I don't know. I just I'm I'm inspired by the uh, those little choices that you can make, or that anybody a citizen can make to create their community in the way that they envision it. Yeah. But I think a lot of people just sit around and, and whine, or a lot of people sit around and wonder who's going to fix this, or write an angry email to the to the city commissioner or to whoever, yeah, right? Or or, bitch, or complain about it on Facebook. That's fine. It's a podcast. <laughs> yeah, you can say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I've been in restaurants a long time. It's really hard not to cuss all the time. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Like I honestly, I read like the Arvada Neighbors page, and I read all those pages, and I'm looking at people. And they're so uninformed about what the problems are. Yeah. And they're just blaming the city or blaming this one person. It's like, there, there's a lot more stuff that goes into the background on this. Yeah. And then, then do, can go change something. Yeah. Like, don't sit behind your computer and look at cat photos and then complain about this. Yeah. Like, just go get involved and talk to the people that you think are involved and they'll tell you what's really going on. Yeah. And, and you will be shocked at how much you can actually get done by talking to people. Yeah. And getting involved and being nice. Like, if you just nice to people you it, it is crazy how much you can get accomplished like especially like no one likes the city no one likes working with any city i've never met anybody that's like man the building department is so great yeah i actually will say it the building department of arvada is awesome 
Do they have some stupid rules? Yeah, but they are great to work with. They just have rules they have to follow, but they will do the most they can do to make sure that you can get it done if you're just nice and you just try to work with them. Yeah. But if you go in there with like these crazy ideas, like I want to put a rocket ship coming out of the top of my building. Yeah. Like they're just not going to do it. Like yeah. <laughs> there's, there's rules. <laughs> so, but yeah, I mean, if you just, just get involved and, and just get out there and, and you can't just go in yelling. You have to have your ears open and listen to the other side and listen to like, yeah. Hey, let's make it, we, we can all work together. I mean, gosh, when we started some of these events, there's business owners that hate them. Oh yeah. They're like, you want to close the street in front of my business? No way. You want to take away our parking? No way. Our, our customers won't come. The pet food store at the end, we got in major fights because of, they're like, our, we have customers, they'll just go to Petco. Yeah. And we'll lose our great customers. And I'm like, you know what? Those actually aren't great customers if they can't come a different day to pick up their pet food. Yeah. That's a terrible customer that with a one day, like, yeah, okay, maybe they're totally out and they have to run to Petco once. So you'll lose them for that month. But you want the people that will either come back the next day or they'll come back the next month and they tell your friends how great they are. And there's all these people in front of your business, like it's shooting fish in a barrel. That's right. Get them to come in and there's get, get three more customers and you just picked up three customers to that one that you lost. Yes. And, and because I think, I think people, maybe now more than ever, I, I'm, I'm sure you're seeing this, people are craving local, right? And that's such a hipster thing. And, and we manufacture some version of local in a whole bunch of different, in a whole bunch of different ways. But people are great. People want that. People want the thing that their grandparents talk about. Mm-hmm. That, well, when I used to walk downtown and talk to old, old Billy and Billy would take care of my pet food needs, right? Or yeah. whatever it was. And you're, I feel like you're tapping into that in a, in a pretty real way. Yeah. I mean, we're trying to, I mean, I, I believe that, and it hasn't totally happened yet, but it, I think it's, I think it's on its way is that um, businesses like ours and like areas like this are kind of like farmer's markets. Mm. Farmer's markets didn't used to be that popular. Yeah. People would go to them, but they weren't as crazy as they are now. Yeah. There's one everywhere. People want to touch and feel stuff. Like, look, I, I shop on Amazon all the time. Yeah. Like I'm always on Amazon, but if it's something specialized, I'm going to go to the store. I'm going to touch and feel it. And yeah. people want that experience. And I really think that that's, it's happening. Yeah. Like I said, it's not exactly there yet based on the toy store, but it's, it's so close that people want that just experience. They want to talk to who's behind the counter yeah. and touch and feel and see and experience stuff because you can't experience everything on your phone yeah. all the time. And uh, for that matter, a sock store is a good example of that. Like, I, you walk into that sock store, not because you're looking for, you're, you're out of socks. You walk into that sock store because you want to just see which socks are going to make you laugh or which socks are going to make you go, oh, yeah, like that's us. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been in there. I've taken my kids in there. And like it is like uh, a kid in a sock store, I guess, is the exactly. only thing I can say. Like, <laughs> like they just go nuts, yeah. right? Like they're just like, oh, look at all these crazy dog socks. Exactly. My, my youngest still talks about like, oh, there's a whole wall of socks. It's just dogs. And she just thinks it's the greatest thing in the world. Like. That sock store is amazing. <laughs> and, and like, that's, there's a story to, but that, that's such a human thing, right? Not just with kids. I think I'm going to tell stories about Schoolhouse, this, this restaurant, right? It's a restaurant and you, you got a lot of whiskey. That's not the story. The story is that the first time I ate there, I ate at the big round table in the back that has the, the theater drape or the, what's it called? The yeah, theater curtain, yeah. The theater curtain from literally it was on the stage mm-hmm. of the high school you went to. Yeah, Pomona High School. Yeah. By the way, the same high school that my wife went to. So yep. there was some personal nostalgia, but you could just go, that's cool. There's storytelling stuff. Yeah. Humans need this to connect with each other, don't yep. they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's, you have to have that atmosphere 
and I don't want to get into like, I mean, I, I look at it from a business perspective. Yeah. Like, and like people keep calling me and they're like, hey Scott, can you come help us out? Like we're opening up this new brewery. Do you, can you come and tell us like what you think and what yeah. you think we should do? And it's, it's hard for me. Like my business mind's like, you need to start a consulting firm and charge these people for this. Yeah, right? But the other yeah. thing is I love helping people and yeah. I love seeing people succeed and I love new businesses. It's like a new little toy. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing is atmosphere. Like you have to have, like Scrumptious obviously has a ton of atmosphere. I mean, it's colorful. It looks like an old, like the bricks falling off the wall. Yeah. And all the candy everywhere. Like it overwhelms your senses. Yeah. Schoolhouse is the same way. I mean, when we con- when, when we were going through and concepting it, it wasn't like we drew it. Like we, I don't really draw any plans out on anything. Yeah. Like I have a list of my notes on my phone of, oh, this would be funny. This would be funny. And, yeah. I go, and I've gone through that from Schoolhouse because we'll be open five years in February. And yeah. I went through it like a month ago. And I was looking through, I'm like, oh, we forgot to do that. We forgot to take a pencil and make it look like it was stuck into the ceiling. Huh, like, yeah. we got to do that at some point. Yeah. But then I went through this list, I'm like, man, there's so much other stuff. But that just, it gets your senses going. I mean, the, the sock story, like you said, there's a wall of dogs. Yeah. And that was the, I mean, that one is just, you're overwhelming people. They're like, holy shit, there's a lot of socks. Here. Like, <laughs> my senses can't handle this. Yeah, and yeah. Toy store, it's just a toy store. I mean, toy stores in general to me just kind of overwhelm your senses. That's right. Especially yeah. as a little kid. Yeah. You're like, oh, look at that, look at that, look at that. It's yeah. new, it's new. So, yeah, you need that as a human. to. you, you got to get stimulated somehow that's not digital. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. that's, like, you got to get out and and be a human a little bit. And, yeah. And you don't need explosions for that. You just need, no. You need to just... Just go. little things that surprise yeah. you emotionally, right? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, whether it's nostalgia or, or, or comedy humor, humor or, I don't know, like... It's just fun. Like, it's fun in here. It's fun in all your stores. All right. So last sort of round of questions. uh, For me, I'm really interested. Entrepreneurship is uh, an easy thing to talk about. Um, But I think a lot of the, you know, I speak with young people very often. I've been college students and young adults and I feel like when they think entrepreneurship, they mean I'm going to go get venture capital money to, to launch my app. You started a candy store that is a different scale, a different thing. But there's something so real about your businesses that I think I personally admire. To be fair, like like my entrepreneurial efforts are about ideas, right? Like like I sell ideas and yeah. I, I teach people, you know, how to how to live in a different level and, and how to connect with people. And there's nothing physical. Like literally, we we have an office. We don't need an office. Like uh, we barely use it. <laughs> I don't know. There's something so physical. This is a different kind of entrepreneurship. Do you think it takes a different approach than what, uh, I don't know, other people who think about entrepreneurial efforts uh, think about? Is this old school or is this, uh, is, did you take new school um, approaches? Yes, I guess is the best answer yeah. to all of that. I mean, yeah. yeah, we took some old school stuff, but we, it was a lot of new school. It's a lot of just rolling the dice. Yeah. And I mean, look, my, my whole life motto is have fun. Yeah. All the time. Just make sure you're having fun. Is that possible all the time? No. Yeah. Things happen in life that are not fun. But you got to try to have fun all the time. Yeah. I don't, again, I, 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 I never have written a business plan. Yeah. Like, at all. People are like, well, let me show you my business plan. I'm like, cool. You yeah. can show it to me. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Like, yeah. I'll read it and be like, oh, that sounds great. Or this makes no sense. Yeah. But I, I've never done that. I shoot from the hip. I mean, yeah, we have some plans. Yeah. But it's kind of like, well, let's figure it out when we get there. Yeah. So really, I mean, I, it's... It's a, and it's a lot of luck, a lot of luck, I think. And it's just rolling the dice. I mean, and you, you're going to fall and you're going to fail and you just yeah. got to keep going. But it's, 
let's just have fun. Yeah. Like it's super, super stressful. So that's the only thing. Like if 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 you were like, hey, what's the one thing you're gonna, you want to tell people who are thinking about entrepreneurship? It's really stressful. Yeah. You kind of got to learn how to be dead inside sometimes. <laughs> uh, it's kind of like kids. Like you have to learn yeah. how to be dead inside sometimes. Like. Uh, like seriously, like if you're the owner, you're a firefighter, you were, yeah. all you do is put out fires. Yeah. Once it's open, you're just, you just put out fires. Literally, we had a kitchen fire at schoolhouse. <laughs> I had to put that out. I was the one that found it by touching a metal wall. Are you serious? Oh yeah. I got oh a call God. in the middle of the night saying, hey, our, our, our hoods are smoking and we haven't cooked anything for an hour. Huh. I was like, oh, maybe the motor's on fire. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll check it out in the morning. I slept for like 10 more minutes. I'm like, I can't check it out in the morning. I drove down here. It smelled like burning wood, but there was no smoke. I'm like, what is going on? And oh I, I walked by a plug in our kitchen and a little spit of uh, uh, smoke came out. Yeah. I was like, well, that's weird. I started thinking about backdraft. Yeah. I was like, well, yeah, this, exactly. is, this doesn't feel safe. <laughs> and I touched the wall and immediately burned my hand because it's a stainless steel oh wall. My God. And I was like, okay, we should get everybody out of the building. I called the fire department. Within 20 minutes, they had the back stairwell ripped out yeah. on flames, like smoke everywhere. Whoa. So yeah, but literally, I mean, you, you actually with, put up fires. Actually yeah. put, I actually, even better is the first night of our test opening at, or no, it was the first night of real opening at the schoolhouse. We're sitting there, we're just about to open the doors at four o'clock. And I look outside, I'm like, is that smoke that just blew by? And then someone comes in, they're like, ah, oh, and I'm like, yeah, I see that. I ran out there and the dumpster was on fire. We literally had a dumpster, had a dumpster fire, fire the first night. <laughs> so I had one guy call the fire department while I ran inside and just got the hose. Yeah. And it was a big, and, and, and we got like the, the cardboard out and put it in the middle of the alley. And we had this huge like inferno going and I just sat there spraying with a hose. And by the time the fire department pulled up, I was like, I, guys, I already did the job for you. Like, sorry. Like it was totally out. And it was one of my other really good friends who's the, who was on that, the truck. Yeah. And he's like, seriously? I'm like, yeah, it was against our building. I got it in the middle of the alley. I put it out with a hose. Maybe you should have came faster. Like <laughs> took you three minutes to get down here. So yeah. So, but you're always just doing stuff like that. It's not easy but it's just make sure it's fun. Like you don't want to start a business that's like a nine to five desk job for yes. you because then it's not fun and you just don't want to do it. I think that's a, that's advice that I got a long time ago was don't, if you want to be an entrepreneur, don't create a job for yourself that you don't want, right? Like there's, there's going to be a period of time and I'm sure like, I mean, you were serving ice cream early on, right? Like, like you, I'm sure you've worked in all the stores or, or you literally put out fires. You, you do the hard, dirty work of it. Don't, Start it if you don't want to do that, or if that's not worth it, you can have fun in and you can truly enjoy and be fulfilled in. Mm -hmm. uh, you can make money a lot of ways. You did not pick the easiest ways, I wouldn't yeah. think, but you did. You did pick a way that that contributes to a community uh, that I, I just genuinely admire, Scott. Like I think this hey. is uh, this is watch. I, I moved here about twelve years ago. I think we moved to Colorado about twelve years ago, ish, something like that. Didn't you help? It's longer. Them? Yeah, the uh, uh, maybe it was. I don't know. Anyway, it's been we've been here for a little while. Okay. And as I, I don't know. I, I I didn't think this town wasn't anything. This this was there was no reason for me to come here. I wasn't really in, in, into antiques or yeah. I wasn't a member of the Moose Lodge, so that was you know. But there, this is I bring guests from out of town to your stores. Like like awesome. this is, I, I we just had some of my closest friends were in town. They're kid had a baseball game and like they were traveling and I'm like oh I know exactly where we're going to dinner I know where we're going afterwards and I know where we're going for dessert Thank and you. we come to we come to Old Town Arvada because it it feels like it, like people will tell a story about this place right yeah. you should be really proud of it well thank you I appreciate that I mean it's again it's all just having fun shoot from the hip and yeah we like like you asked earlier did you see it a little bit but I didn't 
you see things sometimes you don't think it's going to really yeah. be true and it wasn't like a goal like I'm going to make Arvada the greatest place on the planet yeah. like it was like hey Arvada should be great let's tell people it's like the Highlands and try to get there but we don't know if it's going to happen yeah so see what happens like just have fun but then you did things like join the join the organizations join the city groups and the like you you got and you actively got involved in real life as mm-hmm. a real human being and you met the people you know the people who work at the building department or whatever and like that's uh, that's the work it takes to create this stuff and i think that's the work that not enough people do those are the handshakes and the conversations and relationships that that have to be built in order to make these things happen yep and it's it, that face-to-face interaction too. Yeah, which I really true. Like people, dri- it drives them nuts when I don't email them back or text them. Then I actually call them. Yeah, or I just show up at their office at the city. But it's important because yeah. I mean, people. I mean, I'm sure you tell people this all the time. Like, you can write a text or an email, and people will read it. You can mean it one way, and they'll read it totally differently. That's right. Yeah. And it's really important in business too. Like they, they think that you're yelling at them when you're just asking a nice question. Like, yeah. hey, are you sure I can't just put my fence like three inches closer to that tree? Yeah. And they could just freak out so go down there shake their hand like you said like talk to them yeah get in their face and i think too that like to do this to start any individual business but to really create a community like this and multiple businesses i mean it just requires a high level of trust between you and a whole lot of people and i think to your point you know if you just send emails and, and text messages and um you're never a real human like i don't think i think especially in today's world everybody starts in a deficit of trust. If you're a stranger, I don't trust you. If you're just an email, you're probably spam. If you Like, what are you trying to sell me? What are you trying to convince me? Whatever it is, it isn't my agenda and I don't trust you. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's become human nature. I don't necessarily think that's bad. Yeah. Uh, that, but to break it down isn't that complicated. It just requires extraordinary effort mm-hmm. that is like actually showing up in person and, and picking up the phone and calling people and, yeah. and showing up to the meetings and, and then taking a role and... and Anyway, I, I think you you're just such a great example of what that looks like in practice. Thanks. Yeah. It's not on purpose. Well, it just, just kind of happened, but thank you. Man, what a fun interview. Scott represents a really terrific example of social excellence in action. The story he tells in this episode is one of getting involved, showing up to meetings, understanding the power of groups and organizations, building real face-to-face, human-to-human relationships, having a vision, and taking actions to create community. He's created the culture and the community that he craves. He made intentional atmosphere and detailed decisions that are about creating conversation, connection, and moments that matter to people. If you're ever visiting the Denver area, or if you live out here, please make an effort to go to Old Town Arvada and check out Scott's stores. He'll probably have one or two new ventures up by the time you get there. And say hi to Scott. He's likely to be the guy who has the giant beard. He'll be laughing in a conversation with someone and talking about some nostalgic detail of one of his stores. He'll probably be dreaming about his next venture. Thanks to you, the listeners of the People People podcast, and the people who are out there in the world creating community and connection Thanks for shaking hands, having conversations, building relationships, collaborating, and organizing around the things that matter. Thanks for being socially excellent. And thanks for sharing this podcast with your friends. As always, you can learn all about us at www.social-excellence.com or peoplepeoplepodcast.com. Check out the pictures I posted from my time with Scott in Arvada and follow us on social media at social excellence. Uh, There's no E in our social media handles. You'll figure it out. 
Thanks again to Scott Spears, our guest. And until next time, everyone stay social, stay excellent, and I'll see you out there.